0: You're about to enter into a new world of knowledge, curiosities, and high strangeness. This is a podcast of Straight Up Strange Productions. In October of 2012, a man accused of setting fire to a restaurant in Monroe County, Pennsylvania a year earlier turned himself in at federal court. A local news station, WNEP, reported that investigators found he was hired by the owner to burn down the business. However, that wasn't the first time the man, Don Decker, had had a run-in with the law. In the late 80s, Decker was interviewed on the national television show, Unsolved Mysteries, for being known as Rain Man. A man who could actually make it rain indoors. And the case is still a mystery to police in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Richard Wolbert was one of the detectives on the case then, and he still can't explain what happened to this day. Wolbert said the call back in the 1980s started off as an investigation into a plumbing problem at a home in Stroudsburg, where Decker was staying at the time. It definitely wasn't a plumbing problem, Wolbert claims. Water was just appearing, flying around the room. I was still wearing glasses at the time, and I was getting struck in the face, so it was really strange. There was something going on in that house, I really don't know what it was. Along with the mysterious rain, Decker was supposedly possessed by a demonic force that also caused him to levitate and bleed from strange scratches that suddenly appeared on his body. Was Don Decker actually possessed by a demonic force? How did he make rain appear out of nowhere? If it were all just a hoax, How could one man get away with deceiving nine eyewitnesses, several of which were police officers? Stay with us as we explore the haunting of Don Decker. I'm Jaden McKell, and you're listening to Straight Up Enigmas. Hello, listeners. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoy the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave us a review. It really helps out our podcast. Connect with us on social media where we post each episode as it airs. We're proud to be a member of the Straight Up Strange Network. I'll include a link to the network's Facebook page in the show notes. If you'd like to support our podcast, please check us out at patreon.com slash straight up enigmas to receive bonus content, shoutouts on social media, personalized messages from me, and early access to our regularly scheduled episodes. One more quick note before we begin. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out our latest episode with special guest Chris Williamson, who is the co-host of the podcast, Vanished. We had so much fun talking about some of the biggest disappearance cases in world history, including Amelia Earhart, Jack the Ripper, and D.B. Cooper. Their new season on John Wilkes Booth just started, And I absolutely loved the first episode, so don't miss it. Be sure to go check that out. Without further ado, let's begin. On February 24th, 1983, 21-year-old Don Decker of Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, was granted a furlough from the county jail to attend the funeral of his grandfather, James Kishbaugh. He had died of cirrhosis of the liver at age 63. Decker was serving a 4-12 month sentence for receiving stolen property. While Decker was on compassionate leave from the correctional facility, the relationship he had had with his grandfather was anything but loving. No one at the funeral knew that Decker's grandfather, the man he pretended to mourn, had physically abused him from the time he was just seven years old. Now that his grandfather had passed on, Decker felt that the evil in his life was finally gone and that things would change. He could move on. However, the evil apparently did not leave and instead made itself known that very night. Decker, angry at the way his parents glorified his grandfather, decided to stay the night with his friends, Bob and Jeannie Kiefer, at the home they rented on Ann Street. The home has since been demolished, unfortunately. While at their home, Decker suddenly had an uneasy, chilled feeling overcome him. He headed to the upstairs bathroom to wash up for dinner, when he fell to the floor and had a vision of an old man wearing a crown in the window. Deep scratches suddenly appeared on his wrist. Decker told the Kiefers about the incident when he sat down later to eat. Soon after, the trio heard a loud noise from above and noticed water dripping from the walls and ceiling. Decker fell into a kind of eerie, trance-like state. With water continuing to drip from the ceiling, the Kieffers decided to call their landlord, Ron Van Wy. When he arrived, he was surprised at the amount of water seemingly coming out of nowhere. At first, the kefers thought it could all be chalked up to a plumbing problem, until they realized there were no pipes in the front end of the house. They also noticed that the water wasn't just falling downwards. It was defying physics, coming up from the floor and moving sideways. The landlord, Van Wye, called his wife Romaine and the police. When officers John Bojan and Richard Wolbert eventually arrived at the home, They, too, were shocked by the amount of water appearing out of nowhere. Even more strange was that the phenomenon was only occurring in the living room. In the episode of Unsolved Mysteries, Patrolman Wolbert recalls, In the episode of Unsolved Mysteries, Patrolman Wolbert recalls, I couldn't get two steps inside the door and I was absolutely pelted with water. We were standing just inside the front door and met this droplet of water traveling horizontally. It passed between us and just traveled out into the next room. Officer Bojan remembers a chill going up his spine, making the hair stand up on the back of his neck. This was a situation where things were happening that I never ever dreamed could possibly happen and there was no way of explaining what was going on. At that point, the officers left to report the incident to the police chief. The Kiefers and Decker walked across the street for something to eat. Ron Van Wy and his wife stayed back at the house. Allegedly, as soon as they left, the house returned to normal, and the rain stopped. Pam Scrofano, who owned the restaurant across from the Kiefer's house, had visited them earlier that day and seen the rain for herself. Scrofano was convinced that Decker, who was still in a trance, was possessed by an evil spirit. Just seconds after they sat down to eat, rain started to come down inside the pizzeria, soaking their table. Scrofano went to the cash register and took out a crucifix that she kept there. As soon as she put it on Decker, it burned his skin and turned black. Scrofano was convinced there was no possible way Decker could be faking it. She urged them to contact a church to perform an exorcism. Decker himself even began to believe that he was somehow responsible for the night's strange events. As soon as Decker and the Kiefer's left the restaurant, the rain immediately stopped. Back at the Kiefer's house, Romaine, the landlord's wife, confronted Decker, accusing him of purposefully causing all the trouble. Suddenly, the pots and pans over the stove started to rattle and Decker levitated off the floor. Then, he was thrown violently across the kitchen by an unseen force. A few hours after the frightening incident in the kitchen, officers Bojan and Wolbert arrived with their chief, Gary Roberts, a hardened skeptic. Once inside, Chief Roberts was pelted with water, just like the other policemen. Possibly embarrassed that he couldn't provide a reasonable explanation, the Chief of Police denied that anything supernatural was happening at the Kiefer's home. In fact, he would be one of the only eyewitnesses from that bizarre night to deny that anything out of the ordinary had happened. Roberts announced that the problem was a plumbing issue and ordered his officers to leave the Kiefer house. Officer Bojan said they were told not to file a report and not to even talk about the incident. The next day, three veteran officers ignored their chief's orders and went to the Kiefer home to continue their investigation. Officer Bill Davies gave Decker a gold crucifix to hold, but it burned his hands. With the officers watching, Decker was then lifted off the ground and thrown across the room against the wall. Lieutenant John Rundle reports, All of a sudden, he lifted up off the ground and he flew across the room with the force as though a bus had hit him. There were three claw marks on the side of his neck, which drew blood. I have no answer for it whatsoever. I just draw a blank, even today. Finally, on the third night, Ron Van Wye asked a preacher to come to the house and attempt an exorcism. Every Protestant minister and Catholic priest in Stroudsburg had turned Ron down. As the preacher began to pray, Decker went into a convulsion and started to shake. He curled up into a ball, but as the preacher continued to pray, Decker started to relax. Romaine Van Wye said that the house seemed to take on a totally different feeling, as if everything was quieting down. Ron Van Wye remembers that By the time she finished praying, the water had disappeared. That was the last time they saw the mysterious rain in the house. The water was gone and Decker seemed to return to his old self. But the change was only temporary. After his furlough, Don returned to the Monroe County Correctional Facility, where the rain allegedly followed him. We'll be back right after this. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Best Fiends. After you've finished binging the latest podcast on your list, you could scroll on social media or do a deep dive on the net researching everything related to the show. Or when you need a break like I do after browsing online, it might be time to change up the pace and play the mobile puzzle game Best Fiends. I love being able to relax and explore the world of Minutia with its adorable and brave inhabitants. For me, it's an adventure getting to collect Best Fiends, level them up, and discover their special powers. Best Fiends is a casual game, so it doesn't stress me out, but it still challenges my brain because it's a puzzle game. There are thousands of levels in special missions. I am currently on level 605 and have really enjoyed the latest challenge of collecting beach balls and clearing away slime left by the devious slugs. Best Fiends has really created a whole world right on my phone. It's bright and colorful with great graphics, and there's a story behind each character. Howie the Lizard uses his knowledge of the ancient art of lizardry to battle the slugs of Mount Boom. He really helps me out with his special vertical bomb power that blows up 11 blocks in a column. Best Fiends never gets old. There are new in-game challenges and events every month, so you'll never get bored. You can even play the game without using Wi-Fi, so it's perfect to pick up when you're in the drive-thru or waiting to get your groceries that you ordered online. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this 5-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Decker was put in a maximum security cell with another inmate and found himself wishing he could make it rain in the jail. And all of a sudden, water started coming out of the concrete floor. At that point, Decker realized he could control the rain at will. A skeptical guard challenged him to make it rain in Warden Dave Keenhold's office. Warden Keenhold recalled that he was sitting at his desk, alone, writing a report. He reportedly didn't feel anything, but his shirt was drooping down. An officer entered then and told Warden Keenhold to look at his shirt. A spot at the center of his sternum, about four inches long and two inches wide, was saturated with water. Both he and the officer were startled because they couldn't explain where the water had come from. Convinced an evil force was involved, Keenhold called the jail's chaplain, William Blackburn, to perform an exorcism. Reverend Blackburn claims that Decker struck him as a meek and mild-mannered young man who asked for his help. Decker told the Reverend he could make it rain and that crosses placed on his body burned his skin. According to Reverend Blackburn, He asked Decker to admit he was just making things up. But then Decker's demeanor changed, and a smell came into the room. Quote Nurses and doctors, medical people, say when you walk into a room where someone is dying with a cancer or something, usually there's a smell, stated Reverend Blackburn. You can tell when you walk in the room. I smelled a smell like that, multiplied five times at least, evil, foreboding. Decker raised his hand and rubbed his fingers together, and all of a sudden it started to rain or mist. Feeling like he was in the presence of evil, the Reverend opened the Bible and started to read aloud, but the pages never got wet. As the Reverend prayed, he noticed a sudden change in Decker. The atmosphere in the room lightened, it felt calm and peaceful. Decker began to cry and hugged the Reverend, thanking him. He was possessed, Reverend Blackburn believes. There was no doubt in my mind, there's no way a human could do what he did in that room There's no way that he did anything, but what he did was spiritual and it wasn't of God. Guaranteed, it was not of God. After the ritual, the events never happened again. In all, nine eyewitnesses believed Decker was possessed by the devil and even recounted the events for two TV shows. Unsolved Mysteries in 1993 and Paranormal Witness, which aired in November 2011 on the Sci-Fi Channel. The case is still unsolved to this day, though several skeptics believe the entire thing was a hoax. In a Skeptic Magazine article, New Zealand researcher Robert Bartholomew repeatedly questions why the events weren't recorded if they were as dramatic as portrayed in witness accounts. He wonders why no one thought to call a local TV station or videotape or photograph the phenomena, despite cameras and videotape being widely available. Bartholomew believes stress and even the weather could have played a role in the bizarre events. Human perception can be notoriously unreliable even under ideal conditions. In Bartholomew's opinion, stress can alter perceptions and it's difficult to imagine few events more stressful than believing you're in the presence of a man who is possessed by demonic forces. At the time of the events, Decker was under extreme stress, serving time in jail and experiencing the death of an abusive relative. Bartholomew noted that so-called trance states can be triggered by stress, but they're also easily faked. He questions why Decker didn't receive medical attention in place of an exorcism. As for the rain, a report by the Manufactured Housing Research Alliance says Pennsylvania is at moderate to high risk for winter moisture problems with one of the most severe events being ice damming. This is caused by warm air entering an attic that melts snow on the outer surface of a roof, resulting in an accumulation of ice under which pools of water form and leak. Ice damming could be a plausible explanation for the rain that appeared at the Kiefer's house. But what are the odds it's also responsible for the water at the restaurant and county jail? Also, why didn't the water ever appear before or after Decker stayed at the Kiefer's home? Why did the rain only materialize in the part of the house where Decker was? That seems like a lot of coincidences. And if the eyewitness accounts are to be believed... How did the water droplets travel upwards and horizontally? Let's take a look at a few of the other strange events that can't be explained away by ice damming. Decker could have scratched himself and jumped across the room in an emotional outburst and later tried to explain it away as an attack by his grandfather's ghost. He might have consciously lied or simply been emotionally overwhelmed. His actions could have been caused by a nervous breakdown, and then when those around him repeatedly told him he was possessed, he believed it. It is strange that the eyewitnesses didn't share their testimonies about Decker's miraculous abilities until eight years later when producers of Unsolved Mysteries interviewed them. Their stories could have unintentionally become more dramatic in the retelling. In his Skeptic magazine article, Robert Bartholomew concludes, Why be a skeptic? I want to believe in the paranormal. I do not think those involved are lying. I think it is a classic case of social delusion. If these events happened the way people claim they did over several days, it is beyond belief that no one took photos. What do you think? Was Don Decker haunted by his deceased grandfather's spirit? Did he really have the ability to conjure water out of thin air? Find us on Instagram at Straight Up Enigmas or Twitter at Straight Enigmas and let us know. We'll see you on Tuesday, February 2nd for the next episode of Straight Up Enigmas. If you like the show, please remember to hop onto Apple Music to give us a 5-star rating. It really helps the podcast. This episode was written and produced by me, Jaden McKell. It was edited by Austin Blackwell. The theme song Straight Up Enigmas was created by Chuck Flyer. Among the many great articles we referenced for this episode, we found Don Decker from unsolved.com especially helpful for our research. You can find links to all the articles we utilized in the show notes. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you on the next episode of Straight Up Enigmas.